for this week's end of days update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time starting out the new year. We were down in Shreveport, Louisiana at Life United Church. Pastor Sam Carr carried on the tradition started by Lester Summerall of doing an I predict right before the coming of the Lord, right before the coming of the year. It was so cool. He spoke that Saturday night doing those I predicts. I did Sunday morning on, on the coming of the Lord. Amazing how those I predicts come to pass so exactly like they talk about. So it's wild. We had a great time down there. This next weekend, we'll be attending uh, Mark Rossi's, our home church, World Outreach Church's prayer conference, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Wow, what a time to be on the earth. You know, the end of day's updates coming into several many years doing now, and we're looking at all the things that point to the coming of the Lord, uh, specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war. Because the second coming has so many signs, but the rapture is, is signless. So we look at what happens just after the rapture, and boy, it's a complete setup every single week. I'm I'm in awe. I know I say that, but boy, it's getting more blatant every single week. So we look at that because uh, Paul talked about the rapture. He said, I'm telling you this stuff to comfort you, number one. But even before that, he said, I'm writing this to you so you'll be happy and hopeful. So the preaching of the coming of the Lord should produce joy and should produce strength and hope. Uh, I hear people preach you know, about the coming of the Lord. It's all scary. There is no bad news for the church. For the world, it's very scary. But the whole purpose of teaching on this is not an escape theology. It's a hustle theology to get more work done in a shorter period of time. So that's what we're getting into. Because I remember a minister saying to me, Joe, you preach on the coming of the Lord to scare by his hopes up. I'm like, oh, that's exactly right. It's the hope that purifies you even as you're pure. So let's pick up with what's happened around Israel and the nations that are pointing to the Ezekiel 38 war and pointing to his return. Man, this uh, yesterday, what an interesting event. You had one of Israel's national security members go up on the Temple Mount. It's a, it's a tenth of Tibet, uh, basically inauguration of Nebuchadnezzar going into Jerusalem and the temple being burned. He goes up on that exact time, spends 15 minutes there on the Temple Mount. And I'm telling you, you talk about people going crazy. The Palestinians went crazy. The Jordanians went crazy. Every different, different kind of Palestinian group started jockeying for position to say, we're guarding the Temple Mount better than everybody. Jordan, which is the custodians of the Temple Mount, said this can't happen because the Palestinians all said, it looks like Israel wants to rebuild a temple on the Temple Mount. Duh, that's exactly what's going to happen. But I love that other Israeli members of kind of what you might call way up in the government just mocked that guy, gave him a hard time. He said, they said, going up on the Temple Mount, there's going to be dead people that are going to die. Well, nobody died, but it showed the stance that Israel has to take. It is not going to back away, back away from what is theirs. The Temple Mount is Israel's, even though that's why uh, the biggest war that's ever going to happen is going to be over that piece of real estate. So that was a big event. You had the rabbis all kind of talking about, the, all of them were talking about, this could be the beginning of what Zechariah prophesied. So there's so many things about that. Just like, you know, Jacob's 20,000 sheep showing up just recently, the five red heifers showing up in position right carefully. All these different things are uh, walking right into position for it. So with that, you had Israel do a, a, an airstrike, basically tons of missiles on the Damascus airport uh, over the weekend, blew up a couple of the runways. Why? Because Iran keeps flying stuff into Damascus, which is just right up the hill from Israel. And there are all these missiles that Iran's making to annihilate Israel. And then you had Iran doing war games with a mock uh, town of Israel built up, completely destroying it. In the midst of that, you have Iran literally wanting to come back to the table with other countries about the nuclear agreement. Netanyahu said, we don't want to do that because it was so bad. So, man, and when you have the Atomic Energy Agency saying you can't even keep up with what's happened in the last six months, it means it's ballistically gone forward while there's been no oversight to it whatsoever. So 
With that, you had rockets fired from Gaza into southern Israel. Why? Because uh, the Palestinians are trying to show forth who's going to be the best guards of the land of Israel. And it's just intriguing how they can't stop doing the exact things they've been doing. So event after event after event, you've got China. Uh, one of its main first aircrafts ever built got close to Guam in the, in the Pacific. You got the, a threat there. You had North Korea come out with statements saying they're going to ratchet, ratchet up their uh, ICBM making of, of nuclear missiles. Uh, just basically stuff for war. You have President Macron from France doing all these what they call diplomatic uh, exposures, going to all these places, trying to get everyone all together. It's kind of intriguing when that one man at the head of the EU says, we're going to come together with all these nations so that we can bring peace. I mean, it's event after event that the Bible says you'll see. You have an earthquake in California on January 1st. I believe that's kind of an indicator of what's coming. I believe 2023 is going to be a wonderful year. I think it's going to be an awesome year for the will of God wrought right in front of our eyes. Pay attention to things that are returning to uh, literally coming to pass, just like the Bible said they would in such a short period of time. You could call it compressed time, but man, it's literally unveiling and unfolding right before our eyes. We are so blessed. You know, uh, we get into this every single week. Why? Because remember when Jesus walked into the temple, the demon said, have you come to torment us before the time? I love it that they they know Jesus was on a schedule. But, well, Jesus is on a schedule. It, Australia came into Israel in 1917. Allenby came in. Exactly one jubilee. 50 years later, Jerusalem was won back in 1967. So these things are flawless. Many more things are happening with Iran. Many more things are happening with Turkey. You had, you had Turkey's leader meeting with Syria. Uh, and meeting with Iran this next week. So you got those main players that are going to join with Russia. And, and you, had a, you had a horrible airstrike in Russia uh, this last week. Iran's building new aircraft carriers just for drones alone. But you had 60-some-odd people killed in Russia with that airstrike that came over for the Ukraine. Russia will retaliate. It's looking like I like that Putin said he's blaming America for their troubles now, that we're basically destroying the land of Russia. Russia started attacking Crimea, started attacking the Ukraine. So all the verbiages of what's going to be laid out for the tribulation period, they're there right now. So how blessed are we? watch it unfold right before our eyes. So what do we do? We always go back to the scripture. Things come and go, but the Bible always remains the same. Number one, the Bible said, uh, Jerusalem, when it's won back, the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And then Jesus continued, when you see the fig tree bud, he said the generation that sees those two events won't pass away till all's fulfilled. So how remarkable to have those two events in our lifetime. But then you go on from there, you have the Hebrew language restored because the Bible says this is what you'd see just before the Messiah comes. You have the Ethiopian Jews brought back in one day, 18,000 airlifted in one day. Remarkable. CNN headline news said an exodus that eclipses the book of Exodus. How wild is that? So then you have many more. You have the, 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 literally the, the, the nation of Israel being so productive, the fertilization of just makes basically supplying fruit for all of Europe. 90% of the fruit coming from a nation the size of New Jersey. You have that. You have the, the Temple Mount Institute that's ready to start having sacrifices. There's so much that goes with each one of those. It's pretty wild. You have the revival of the Roman Empire, the EU, their capital buildings in Strasbourg, France. It's identical to the Tower of Babel. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. And this last year, you had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah were, was on the Day of Atonement. I mean, that's crazy. So that's happened. You got the Temple Mount, um, the water around the Temple Mount filling up again, first time in 2,000 years. 
So you have the, the, the archway built for Baal worship in Palmyra by the Russians just last year. That's a pretty big deal because the Talmud says that's the last sign you'll see just before the coming of the Messiah. So many things like that added all up. You got about 70 some odd signs pointing to Jesus is just about to come back. So what do we do with that? We help our local church, help our local pastor. We get more engaged. We get more involved. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop there. You have signals. You, got, you go from signs to signals. We, we talk about it every week. You had the blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles, four in a row, a tetrad. NASA called it a tetrad. When's the last time you saw four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back, 1948 when Israel's made a nation, and 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. That's amazing. And you go from there to the Bethlehem star, Jupiter, Regulus, Venus. You have Jupiter, king planet, Regulus, a king planet. You, you had Venus, a, a mother planet. You had Regulus do retrograde motion and formed a crown on Jupiter. It, it, went, it looks like it's going backwards, but it's retrograde motion. It crowned Jupiter. That happened when Jesus was born. This last year, NBC Nightly News, so we have a celestial event, Bethlehem star, first time in 2,000 years. What was it? The, uh, the, the Bethlehem star commemorating the birth of the king. Wow, Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus. So the heavens are declaring this. There's much more. If you got into the stuff that happened in 2017 with the heavens, you'd go, wow, the Lord, you missed a wonderful opportunity to come in 2017 because there's event after event after event in the heavens. I almost was really bold about the rapture happening in 27 just because of that. But it's amazing how there's a little bit more time because uh, the Lord's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. We'll have our harvest and then we'll be caught up and the Jews will have 144,000 and Jewish evangelists, and the Bible says they'll they'll have in, their harvest is innumerable. So great days ahead. And remember, the rapture is not an ending for us; it's a beginning. We have a thousand years to reign with Jesus on the earth at the millennial reign of Christ. So wonderful things ahead for the church. No bad news whatsoever. Great things. Wow! But this is the time to go for it. This is it to be all in. Let's give it our all because we're about to see the King. Man, the protocol from going face to sight. Think of how you honor him. You'll magnify him. Why? He's worthy of adoration. He's worthy to be lifted up. I like it that Jesus, the Father, said it pleased him that in him would all the fullness of the Godhead dwell bodily. Wow. We're about to see the Father. We're about to see the Son. We're about to see the Holy Spirit. We're going to be called up. Have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll come back with you next week and see what else happened around Israel. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week. One love to overshadow.